Welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And welcome to the sixth episode of Talking Disney Podcast. How's it going, Cody? It is going pretty good, Jason. Uh, today I got to finally catch up on some of my American Idol, so it's been a good day. Uh, see, I don't watch that. So uh, if you started to talk about it, I would have no idea what you're talking about. Well, they're just doing auditions right now, so I, that's what I'm catching up on and all the auditions, so no, no real major news yet. Just a bunch of people. So. Do they do they ever do anything Disney related? Disney songs? Um, they? they do. Yeah, they do. Um, I know they hold auditions um, in Disney Springs. Okay. At Walt Disney World Resort. Um, and they last season, which was their kind of like comeback season, they brought it back. It's now on ABC. And they took their final, I don't know, three, four, five, six people, however many it was. They took them to Disneyland Resort and they got to stay at the hotel. And they got to um, have Adina Manzel, who voiced Elsa. They got to co- they got to use her as a coach and they put them up in the, in the dream suite. That's where they did their little coaching session with Adina Manzel. So, um, and I, that might've also been the episode where they did the Disney songs. I not a hundred percent sure on that, but it would seem likely cause they were at the park and they had Adina Menzel there. And so, but yeah, they do, they do do some Disney things. Um, and it's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to, maybe I'll have to YouTube, uh, American Idol Disney, see what pops up. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, Let's just get right into it then uh, with a little bit of uh, Disney news. Um, And I'm just going to read what I got written down here uh, at 12.02 Eastern time. I don't know why they use 12.02. Yeah, we were talking about that um, earlier in the week. And I know a lot of things will be like 12.01. Right, right. Um, I don't know if that'll be like the first minute of the next day or next year whatever they're trying to yeah, go I don't know off of, but... I don't know if there's something new with the O2 or whatever but uh 12:02 yeah. a.m. Eastern time on March 20th uh so last week uh the Walt Disney Company officially acquired uh 21st Century Fox um and that is was pretty big news I know that's been going the the whole process started a while ago I can't really remember an exact date but i know it's been talked about for quite a long time so we all knew this was coming it was just a matter of when was it actually going to become official um and it became official on was it 20th was tuesday i believe i believe so yeah so now walt disney uh overtook another company or i guess not overtook because they didn't do it forcefully i mean they paid a lot of money uh how much how much did they pay they paid seventy one point three 
billion, that's with a B, with a B. billion dollars. Yeah, so I mean, to them, that's probably, they probably just Chunk opened up, change. yeah, they opened up their oh. change purse and gave them some money. So uh, I know across Facebook, across Twitter, a lot of people were, you know, uh, not, I don't want to say mad, but, or upset or, uh, you know, but they quite didn't know what that meant that they were taking over 21st Century Fox. They thought, uh, everything Fox related was going to be now owned by Disney, which that's not the case. Um, and I'll, I'll read off a list of some of the things that they did acquire. Um, it says uh, the acquisition includes 21st century Fox's renowned film production businesses, including 20th century Fox, Fox Searchlight pictures, Fox 2000 pictures, Fox family and Fox animation, Fox television, creative units, 20th Century Fox Television, FX Productions, and Fox 21, uh, the FX Networks, uh, National Geographic Partners, Fox Networks Group International, uh, Star India, and then they took over Fox Interest and Hulu, uh, Tata Sky, which I have no clue what that is. I'll have to Google that, and Endemol Shine Group. Um, So those are some of the things that they – took over uh, some of the things that they did not get in the purchase includes uh, Fox news channel, uh, the Fox business business network, Fox broadcasting company, Fox sports, Fox television stations uh, and sports cable networks, such as FS one FS two Fox deportes and the big 10 network. Those will all be rolled into the Fox corporation. So pretty big news. Um, we were talking earlier about what uh, Disney was going to acquire next, but I think I think they might be done for a little while. Um, so, any, any thoughts on the Disney acquisition of 21st Century Fox? Um, I'm not mad or upset like some people were. Um, personally, I think you know Disney's obviously doing it for a reason. They they think it's going to benefit them in most most likely multiple ways. Um, I do know that this helps them acquire some of the other rights to characters um, from Marvel that they didn't fully own, um, such as like the X-Men and Deadpool. And so now, now they have that. Um, I think, I think it's fine. Um, Disney is over the last several years, they have been inquiring a lot of different companies and their company, the Walt Disney corporation is, is just becoming bigger and bigger. And I think that might scare some people. Um, as of right now, I'm, I'm fine with it. They're still doing really good stuff. In my opinion, they're still producing quality content, um, across their studios and, um, and <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what uh yep <laughs> yeah because this, this is just the beginning of it so there's there'll still be a lot of uh, a lot of things that'll happen like I was just reading somewhere when I mentioned some of the uh, some of the entities that they took over like Fox 2000 Pictures I guess that's actually going to be dissolved I I thought I read somewhere today uh, I did I did see on Facebook that there was going to be quite a bit of uh, people losing their jobs once they you know because obviously with the two with the two uh, corporations or whatever, there's going to be some duplicate uh, duplicate positions, I guess would be the word. Uh, so there, you know, unfortunately there will be people 
that may not be employed much longer. Uh, hopefully they can find work somewhere else. But uh, so, you know, it's, it's the beginning. Uh, there'll be a lot to, a lot to happen. Um, so we'll just, we'll just wait and see and, uh, and see what happens. One thing that is interesting, and, and you mentioned this um, when you were listing off what they did acquire from Fox is Fox's shares in Hulu. Um, now with, with these, with this acquisition of Hulu shares, I'm pretty sure this now makes Disney the majority shareholder in Hulu, which is interesting. Okay. Yeah. Especially cause they've got, uh, wouldn't Disney plus be a similar entity to Hulu? I mean, yeah. Um, streaming, et cetera. It will be. Um, now Hulu, obviously from what I understand it offers more than what Disney Plus is going to offer, at least from what I'm aware we've been told about Disney Plus. Because Hulu allows you to watch, you know, NBC, CBS, and other things like that, that they have contracts with those networks to put on their current TV shows um, the day after they actually air on television. Um, so... I don't think that Hulu's going away just because Disney now is majority shareholder. But I, from what I heard, and I don't think it, there's been any sort of official announcement or anything to really back this up. But I believe that I had heard that Disney plans on using or piggybacking, um, off of their satellites, Hulu satellites, in order to run their Disney Plus streaming service. And if their majority shareholder, I don't know, there may be some sort of bundle deal where there might be an offer where you could pay a certain amount and have access to both streaming services. I don't know. Or if they're not really going to touch Hulu and they're just using their satellites, that could be... Okay. Likely as well. And I just uh, looked up the Tata Sky and the Endemol Shine Group. I guess, uh, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Tata Sky or Tata Sky or however it's worded. It's an Indian direct broadcast satellite television provider in India. Uh, so they took over that. Okay. And then the Endemol Shine Group is a Dutch-based production and distribution company of scripted and non-scripted content. Uh, they mentioned some... Uh, programs that they're responsible for, such as Big Brother, Master Chef, and a few others that I never heard of. So, um, so I guess Disney now owns them too. So, um, all right. So we'll see what what comes in the future, um, and we'll see if Disney's done or if they're uh, on their quest to collect all the other uh, companies out there. <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Disney's becoming the Thanos of the uh, entertainment yep, industry. Yeah, they're collecting all the, uh, we'll call them entertainment stones. Yes, the entertainment so, stones. Um, they're well on their way. Will the Avengers save us? <laughs> well, you'll have to tune in the next episode to hear about that. Uh, all right. <laughs> next thing I want to talk about, which will kind of lead us into our our main topic that we're going to talk about tonight, is um, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the, the Disney Parks Moms Panel. I guess it's a group of Disney Moms um, it's, it's an official Disney thing. I guess there's, there's Disney dads in it now, but they just still call them the Disney park 
Disney Parks Moms panel. Um, but they do every year. They they do their annual awards. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they they did some awards from Walt Disney World, which obviously with me never being there, I couldn't really uh, relate to it. Um, but this this uh, week on Monday, they announced their Disney Parks Moms Panel Awards 2019 for the Disneyland Resort. Um, they didn't have very many topics or categories, I guess. Uh, they listed four, their favorite snack, uh, which the winner for them was the churro. Uh, their favorite restaurant, which for them, they uh, they chose the Blue Bayou. Uh, favorite preschool attraction was It's a Small World. And their favorite show was The World of Color. So um, a couple things over in Disneyland. And then uh, I guess you could say two things over at uh, DCA because you can get your churros over there too. Um, yes. But so I thought for a topic this week, we would talk about our favorite uh, things. And we're going to stick to the, the Disneyland specifically. Uh, maybe in a future episode, we'll, we'll move over to DCA. Um, but I came up with, a, you know, I used one of their topics, favorite snack, but then I, you know, favorite restaurant also, I, I guess. And no, oh, favorite show. So I got, I, I took three of their categories, but I added in some of our own to talk about. Uh, and we're going to start with our favorite snack. And like the Disney Parks, what are they called? Disney Parks Moms panel. Uh, my choice for my favorite snack uh, was the churro. I mean, there was probably quite a few I could have chose from. Uh, but one of the things that I have to have when I go to Disneyland is just a good old-fashioned cinnamon churro. Um, and no other place that I found tastes like Disneyland. I've, I've, you know, I've tried some other places or uh, restaurants will say they have churros and I'll give them a try, but, uh, it's just not the same. So rest restaurant churros, just, they never hold they're, up. They're not the same. I've never been impressed by restaurant. Churros. Right. Right. Yeah. So my favorite snack is the churro. Uh, what about you, Cody? What is your favorite snack? You got something different? My favorite. What's you that? Got something different than me? I do have something oh, different. Good. I thought about churro because I'm like you, I have to have a churro, when I go to Disneyland, right. it's it's not a complete trip if I don't get a churro. Yep. Um, but surprisingly, that was not my choice. As much as I love the Disneyland churro, I picked for my favorite snack is the the hand dipped corn dog. Okay. All right. Um, never in my life have I had a better corn dog. Um, you get them from the the red wagon there on, on main street at the end of main street down by the hub. And you can also get them over in stage door cafe. Um, there you can get them with like, uh, I guess at both places now you can get them with, um, a bag of chips or a bag of bags. Okay. Um, but I just, I love the way they taste. I love the size of them. I mean, they're, they are beefy. No pun intended. Um, so do you do you, do you go with and, the apples or the chips? Um, whatever I'm in the mood for. I've done both. I don't have, I, w- I wish they had more variety when it came to chips, but it's probably easier on them just to give out plain Lay's potato chips. Um, which is fine. Um, but sometimes I'm wanting something a little more fresh. 
um, since I'm eating all that fried batter on the corn dog. Sometimes the apple is a nice offset. Um, but yeah, I just, I love the way it tastes. I love the, the fact that they're hand dipped. One of the things that I was really disappointed with when I went to Walt Disney World were their corn dogs. Uh, because unless they're somewhere and I just didn't know where they were or didn't find them, which is quite possible, because um, I've only been the one time and I'm not going to claim that I'm a Walt Disney World expert, um, like I try to claim that I'm a Disneyland expert. Um, but there was this like standalone like corn dog shack place um kind of over by frontierland area kind of in between frontierland and like splash mountain i think over in walt disney world and all they had there were like corn dogs and i'm like oh this is probably you know where you get the corn dogs and i was i was thinking it was going to be like they are in disneyland so i'm raving about the corn dogs to my aunt which is who i went with to walt disney world and okay you know we get up to the window i said oh two corn dogs please and they hand us these corn dogs, and they look like the freaking bar s corn dogs that you buy at the grocery store and from the freezer section. I mean, they looked like that. They, I mean, the only thing that was different is it didn't say bar s on the wooden stick. But I mean, the, the way they tasted, the, the size of them, they were freezer corn dogs, and I was so disappointed. So that's my long-winded answer. All right, so corn corn dogs. So we got churros and corn dogs. Um, yes. I guess some of the other ones we didn't choose. I mean, some people might say um, Dole Whips or the Dole Mickey Whips. shaped beignets. Um, the Mickey Mickey pretzel. pretzels. I know some people think of the turkey legs as a snack, but to me, that's more of a meal. Um, but yeah, well, some people might argue the corn dog is too. With maybe, the maybe. Is. yeah, but yeah, I like a corn dog as a snack. Get, get you over between yeah. lunch and dinner. Yeah, it's a good yeah. hearty snack. All right, so moving on to our next one, favorite restaurant. And this was uh, tough for me because uh, there are quite a few restaurants that I enjoy going to, but I chose this one based off of what I get there. And uh, I chose the Plaza Inn uh, right there at the end of Main Street as you're heading into Tomorrowland. Um Oh, yeah, really? Plaza Inn. And the reason for it, my favorite meal when I go to Disneyland is getting those three pieces of fried chicken. Uh, I got to do that every time. So, uh, And then we, we usually go to the uh, to the Minnie and Friends breakfast there, the all-you-can-eat breakfast with the, yes. with the characters. So um, I probably spend more time in the Plaza Inn than I do in most restaurants. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't become a fan of Plaza Inn until I got older as an adult. Cause when I went as a kid, uh, we didn't, food wasn't really, you know, we, we, we wanted to spend our time on the rides and we were only there for the day. So we usually would grab like a quick hamburger, uh, over in Tomorrowland and then we would get on with our day. So, uh, so it's not till I became older that I started going to the restaurants and there, there, there are quite a few that I like, but if I had to choose one Plaza Inn because of that, because of that chicken, um, I know some people would absolutely hate that chicken. Um, but I love it. Three pieces. Usually I mean, that's a lot of chicken, uh, for me anyways. And, uh, it comes with some, uh, mashed potatoes, a biscuit and some vegetables. I think last time I went, I want to see it was like some green bean type things. I've been there one time when they had the, some carrots. I didn't I didn't like that as much, but uh, but I'll go with the Plaza Inn. 
especially for the chicken. What about you? Okay. And and I, I I know it too. I just don't want to say anything yet. Go ahead. You, you say I, you know it like like yeah. like you know too me. Bad. Don't don't try too, to pretend mislead. Mislead. Too bad we weren't listeners. on video. I'd write it on a piece of paper and fold it, and when you said it, I, I would show it to all the listeners. So, oh, man, I don't know why you'd have this assumption. <laughs> so go ahead. What is your favorite restaurant? <laughs> My favorite restaurant at Disneyland would have to be the Blue Bayou. Of course. <laughs> okay. See, even if you were wrong, you yeah. wouldn't admit it. Uh, yeah, I know you're right, though. So, yeah, mine, mine's the Blue Bayou. I, I have to go to the Blue Bayou every time I go now. Um, I really feel like I'm missing out if I don't go to the Blue Bayou. And it just, I love the atmosphere at the Blue Bayou. Because um, you're, you're inside, it's dark. The way they have, it looks like you're in this, they have like this little facade on the inside and looks like these, I don't know, street buildings from like New Orleans or whatever, right? Down on the Bayou. And they've got these little twinkly lights kind of strung across the, you know, the, the air above you. Um, and that's really the only light in there other than the little candles on your table. And you're right there in the same attraction building as Pirates of the Caribbean. So as you're sitting there, you get to watch people go by on their on their boats as they're embarking on their journey on Pirates of the Caribbean. And you get to hear the little crickets and noises of the swamp and stuff and uh, occasionally someone will be like hey throw me a roll and you just kind of ignore them um because you're better than them because you're at blue bayou and they're not but um and then so that's that's just really cool to me i remember being a kid um and i never went when i was a kid um because i was a really picky eater when i was younger and my mom didn't want to pay that kind of money to take me in there and then me not want to eat anything um, but just being on Pirates of the Caribbean and you go by it after you initially set sail and it's on your right and you look over there and you see these people eating in this restaurant and you're just like, wow, I, I want to go there. That looks so cool. And it is. It's so cool to sit there and eat your dinner and their food is really, really, really good. And I have to also get when I'm there, their creme brulee and that's really good. Um, um, I know some people say that it's hard to get tables there sometimes because you have to have a reservation and they go quickly, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just not as hard as people. I always heard people say, um, to get in if you don't have a reservation. Um, but every time that I've been there and I've not had a reservation, I've gone up and I said, Hey, you know who I am? And they're like, yes, Mr. Jackson, right away, Mr. Jackson, right this way. And I get a table and it's great. I went there with a couple of people one time and they had never eaten there. And it was like really last minute. Like they texted me the day before and said, Hey, we're going to Disneyland tomorrow. We're just going to drive down for the day and drive back. It was when I was living in Vegas. And they're like, do you want to go? And I was like, well, heck yeah, I'm not going to pass up on it opportunity to go to Disneyland and I had my annual pass at the time. So it wasn't, wasn't going to cost me anything other than the amount of money I was going to spend while I was there. 
And so I was telling them about the Blue Bayou, and they had never eaten there. Um, and obviously it was last minute, so there were no reservations available. And I said, you know what, let me just, let me see what I can do. And I walk over there, and I said, hey, I have these two girls with me. What can you do to help me out? And the guy's like, I got you. Five minutes That's later, nice. we were at a table. So I, I've, I've heard, yeah, groups of smaller people, probably you could get in uh, easier without a reservation. Uh, Blue, Blue, Blue Bayou was on my list of top, top five. Um, I didn't eat there when I was a kid because no way my parents would have spent that much money for food. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. expensive. I mean, but I'm, I'm not, I'm going pretty to sure because we went, uh, the first time I can ever remember going was, I want to say in like 2005 when we went for the 50th and I'm pretty sure you were there. You would have been around eight. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Wasn't that when you got to take the menu home with you because the backside of the menu was like yeah. the movie poster for the current yes, yeah, Pirates of the yeah, Caribbean exactly. movie? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I got so the I, menu. So I still, <laughs> my mom gave me the menu, but I never got to eat there until I was uh, okay uh, after I had graduated high school. Gotcha. You, sh- you sure you didn't have like a kids' meal or something? No, uh, uh-uh. no, I didn't get to go. I wanted to, and she she said no. Oh, okay, yeah, because that was there was a group of, I want to say like fourteen or fifteen of us uh, that time. Because obviously we went with a bunch of family, but uh, so that yeah, was, I mean we were like all there. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a crazy um, bill, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely made my list. Um, I do like the what we say ambiance. The last time I went was when me and the wife went for our anniversary. It was just us two. At that time, the pirates ride ride was closed, so they didn't have the boats going by. But they still had you could still hear the crickets chirping and all that. So it was a little different without the 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 boats going by. I think that's kind of cool. Um, we didn't get any shouts of throw us a roll, obviously. So. Every time I've been, I've had somebody yell. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, something. I've had somebody be like, hey, is the food good? <laughs> what are you eating? Yeah, some of the other ones I considered, uh, the French Market Restaurant, I like I like going there. And the Hungry Bear. Um, those, are, those are a couple that almost made the list. Yeah. Hungry Bear is surprisingly really good for it just being like a quick service location. Yeah. Um, I went there on my last trip just a few weeks ago, just a couple weeks ago, and they've recently kind of updated their menu. Okay. Um, and it was it was really good. I do enjoy going to the Hungry Bear. Um, I also one of my other favorites um, would be uh, the Mexican restaurant in Frontierland, the Rancho del Zoco. Okay. We haven't I haven't eaten there um, in, a, in a while. Neither had I. Yeah. Um, they used to have breakfast there a couple of years ago and they had really good like uh, sausage gravy and biscuits um, that I really like to get. And then they stopped serving breakfast there. Um, so now it's just lunch and dinner like it used to be. And so it had been a long time since I had eaten lunch or dinner there. And when we went this last time, we went for lunch and it was really, really good. Um, and so I'm definitely going to have to go back there again the next time I go. All right. So – we got a uh, blue bayou and we got the plaza inn. Uh, favorite ride is our next category. This one is tough for me because uh, there's uh, uh, most of the rides I enjoy. So I tried to look at it if is if I was able to go to Disneyland and I got to ride one ride, what would be the ride that I would go on? 
So before you say okay. it, you just said that you enjoy most of the rides. Is there a ride that you don't enjoy? Um, there's rides that I like. If there was a ride that you could had to pick that you'd never go on again. Um, let's see. I don't know if there is one. If I had, if I had to choose one, it would probably be the uh, Finding Nemo submarine. Oh yeah, yeah good. Choice. Yeah, if if I yeah if they said you had to choose one and you can never go on it again, that would probably be it. Although I it, I like it, uh, you know, to a point, but it would be if if I had to rank all my rides, that would be probably near the bottom. It's a sleeper. It is. It is. It's a sleeper. Uh, you get down there, and it's dark. Yeah, I think and... we went on that last trip just because I I don't think my little daughter had ever been on it, so we took her on it, and um, it is yeah, it's a we'll call it a sleeper. You know, it would have been a good nap. Uh, so yeah, probably that one. Uh, I know a guy that always naps on that ride. I think I know who you're talking about. And hopefully hopefully he's listening because he naps in a lot of places. He does. If it's the same guy you're talking about, I have a picture of him on the uh, tube in in London <laughs> sleeping. So uh, I'll have to try to find that and bring it out. <laughs> uh, great guy, but yeah. he could he could sleep standing. Sleep anywhere, yeah. Yeah. So my favorite <laughs> ride. And and I'll and I'll and I'll start out by saying that if you ask me the same question in like two weeks, it'll probably be a different ride. Um, oh, that you, so you were referring to this category. To this category. Yeah. Cause it kind of changes. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And maybe it's just cause there's so many great rides. It, it's hard to narrow it down, but I'm going to go with big thunder mountain railroad would be the ride that if I had to choose one ride, I would go on that one. And it's not the fastest of the, we'll say the roller coasters or the mountains. Right. Um, but I think it feels faster maybe because of the, you know, it's got the sharp turns and you're, you're, you're just up so close to all the scenery. Um, yeah. And uh, the, uh, just, a, just a whole, whole attraction. Um, it's just one of the, one of the rides that I love to go on. And I like to, uh, one of the one of the rides that I like to photograph too, when I have my uh, camera with me, because go around the back and there's some great shots of the trains coming up over a hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when I was a kid, it was one of the one of the roller coasters that I would go on uh, that didn't scare me because I wasn't a huge roller coaster fan when I was a kid, and I blame that on one on my dad in Space Mountain. I, I think I've told that story before, but. Uh, so yeah, I'll go with Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and you know, like I said, in two weeks it could be the Haunted Mansion, um, and then two weeks after that might be Pirates. So uh, for this week, uh, when you're when you're listening to this, March twenty fifth or twenty sixth, uh, I'm going to go with Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Okay. And yours, I have okay. no idea what it like. Unlike the restaurant, I have no idea. Um, I can probably want to take a guess. I can, I can, I can guarantee you it's not Splash Mountain. Now, what would make you say not until they get those lap bars? <laughs> yes, as soon as they install the lap bars. Uh, let's see. If I had to take a guess, I, I would narrow it down. I, Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, or Pirates. I'm pretty sure it's one of those three. I'll go with Haunted okay. Mansion. Okay. I just want to tell you that out of your three, you are completely wrong. Oh man. Okay. 
Now, when I was younger, Pirates of the Caribbean was my favorite. Gotcha. I'll give you that. Gotcha. Um, but now, and for the last few years, since I started going as an adult. Oh, I know which one it is. Go ahead. Do you? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I, my favorite. Adventureland. What's that? I think it's in Adventureland. Okay. Well, you're still. Oh, man. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to stop guessing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> my favorite ride um, is Matterhorn Bobsleds. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I know uh, people give this ride some flack because, oh, it's rickety. It jerks me around. Um, it's just it's just its style. I mean, it's always been like that. I mean, this, this ride was really kind of innovative for its time when they created it. Uh, this was like the world's first tubular track roller coaster to where the rails are actually like, like the pipes rather than it being more like, um, like a old fashioned wooden roller coaster where it's more like a train track. And so that the tubular roller coaster design allows, um, at the time allowed, uh, Matterhorn to be able to make the, the sharp curves and dips that it does where you wouldn't have been able to do on a traditional wooden roller coaster. Yeah. I was, um, I was going to bring up that fun fact if you didn't talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. So. Um, and what, okay. So a crazy thing is I took a tour at Disneyland and, uh, it was the walking and waltz Disneyland footsteps tour. And we were going by Matterhorn and our tour guide was, telling us about Matterhorn and he didn't mention it. Uh, oh, he didn't I thought that was really, he didn't odd. mention about the, the tracks. No, uh, you should have, you should have raised your hand. So don't, don't you know who I am? I'm Cody. Jackson. <laughs> I'm about to tell you something. <laughs> Give me your mic. I'll lead this <laughs> tour group. There you go. Um, but no, I, I really like that ride. I like being able to go in and out of the mountain. I think that's really cool. Um, I just, I really like the aesthetic of the mountain. I like, I like the little trees on it and I like the water bit at the end, which that's also another interesting kind of tidbit about the Matterhorn. The, when you're coming down right before you get to where like you unload, um, there's like a pool of water and that helps the coaster slow down when you hit that pool of water. And so they they kind of used it as part of the braking mechanism to slow the coaster down at the end of the ride. Oh, okay. Um, but I just I really like that ride. Um, I will admit that before they updated the bobsleds, um, it did it would kind of hurt your your butt um, because the seats were not the most comfortable, and it is rickety and it is bumpy, and sometimes bouncing around like that on a hard surface hurts your butt. Um, I had done something. I don't even remember what it was now, but I bruised my tailbone. Um, and now I completely forgot how I did it, but I bruised my tailbone. I mean, there's, there's a couple, I don't want I don't want to call them bumps, but you know, hills or whatever that I've noticed that I kind of come off, off the seat a little, maybe you just hit the seat too hard. Yeah. Well, I didn't bruise it on the ride, but I had oh, bruised okay. it like a week or two before going to Disneyland and it was still tender. And I'm like, there ain't no way. I'm going on Matterhorn with a bruised tailbone. Right. Um, but now they've, they've added like 
I don't know what's inside of it, but I, the way I describe it to people is like a memory foam cushion on the seat. They've made it softer. It's actually like a cushion now. Right. And so I think it makes it a lot better. You're not, when you come back down on the seat, it's not hard like it used to be. Um, and so it makes it more enjoyable. Um, I like the updates that they've done to Harold, the Yeti in the Matterhorn. But they did that for the 60th. They updated Harold and I like being able to ride it at night. Cause when you're kind of bobbing in and out of the, the mountain and you see all the lights down there in fantasy land and, or when you're riding it and the fireworks are going off, that's also a really cool experience. Um, I just, I really like that ride. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. It's on my top uh, list. What I miss is the old school sleds where you would sit tandem? you would sit with someone in your lap. Uh, yeah. Now, that was really cool until they, you know, added a single rider. Right, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, sitting in a stranger's <laughs> lap. I, I, I would. Hey, what's your name? I'm Bob. How are you doing? <laughs> that would be awkward. But I mean, it, it was cool if you went like with your girlfriend or your wife or whatever or significant yeah. other, you know. Um, yeah, I never got to experience that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and you never will now, I guess. So no, nope, uh, I never will. Yeah, so yeah, I, you know, I like all the, all the mountain rides. Um, so space mountain's a good one. And I was told it has proper safety harnesses. So <laughs> good. you gotta have the proper safety harnesses uh, <laughs> has a lot bar. <laughs> all right. Well, on this one, instead of me going first. I'm going to let you go first on this one because it kind of goes along with the with the favorite ride, uh, but it's your favorite ride queue. Uh, My favorite ride, and queue. the reason I chose that is because there's quite a few, uh, quite a few of the queues out there that are that are interesting. I think that was probably something done on purpose because people hate waiting in lines. Uh, yeah, but if you've got things to look at or things to do or things that are interesting, um, I think it 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 helps with the monotony of standing in line. I guess now with smartphones, I guess you could just play games the whole time where you're, you're in line. You don't even have to talk to anybody, but, um, so I, I like the ride cues. I like the detail of them. So what is your favorite ride cue? My favorite ride cue, my favorite ride cue would be Haunted Mansion. I really like Haunted Mansion is one of my top favorite rides. Um, I especially like the, I mean, the outside portion of the ride queue is cool, kind of wandering through like the the mansion's kind of uh, uh, what do you call it? I mean, you go through the graveyard, but like it's property, um, you know, and everything, and you're kind of wandering through. I like the outside part of it, especially when they're doing the holiday overlay, and they've got the actual they've got actually music playing outside. Um, which is the same music, um, I believe, f- that they play. Um, I don't know if it's outside or inside, but I've heard that it's the same music from some point in uh, Phantom Manor and over in Disneyland Paris. Oh, okay. It's that little music box-like sound. And they've got that playing um, in the outside portion of the queue during the holiday overlay of Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Um but then you once you go inside of the mansion and you go into like the the stretching room and 
just all of that is just is really just so cool. I mean, it scared me when I was a kid. Um, I can I, I, I can verify that because yeah, <laughs> I didn't like it as a kid. But as I as I got older and I started to look more into Disneyland history and the history of the attractions and the making of the attractions. It's just, it's really cool. I, you know, because the whole purpose of the stretching room in, in Disneyland, I, I don't know how it compares in Disney world. I know they still have the stretching room. Um, but the reason they did that in Disneyland is because they needed a way to kind of get you underground so you could walk underneath the railroad track and into the actual show building of the ride. And it was just rather than just stuff you in an elevator like they do in Tower of Terror or Guardians of the Galaxy with a seatbelt. Stupid ride also. <laughs> and their lack of safety restraints. Um, they, they just they themed it really, really well in Haunted Mansion. And I just I have to appreciate it for what it is. All right, Honda Mansion was one of my one of the ones that I was debating over. Um, let's see, Honda Mansion was one. I like the uh, the queue area of Splash Mountain. Although usually I have a fast pass, so I'm just kind of walking really fast through that part. But I went with Indiana Jones. Um, that's that's a that, good one. Yeah, also. yeah, you got that one's really in depth. Like they went out of their way for that. Yes, they did. And it's, and it, it's horrible when you kind of wait in that long line because you're in line so long outside. And then, and then you get to the door and, oh man, you, you still got a long way to go, but you're, you're normally walking by then you're, you're not really in the line, you know, you're walking up to a point, but with all the, with all the detail, you know, the skulls, the spikes, um, the, Back in the day when they first opened, which I think they handed out for the 90s night, you had the little cards that you can translate all the symbols. Um, and just, to, you know, you get up to almost to where you're going to get on. You've got the video of, I forgot what the guy's name is, but he's up there talking about uh, about the about the adventure you're going to go on, et cetera. And then uh, I, that's just probably to me one of the most detailed cues that I can think of. Um, I think his name is Saul. Saul. Okay. Yeah. I, I went, I went blank. Um, uh, interesting thing on that. I, I watched a YouTube video the, a couple weeks ago about the, some people that do the voices and the guy that does his voice was on the, it was from a D D 23 panel from a couple years ago, but he was one of the guys on there. So, uh, hmm. he would talk and you would close his eye, close your eyes. And it was like, you're on the ride, but, or in the, no, in cool. the, in the line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Indiana Jones, that would be my favorite cue. Um, but like I said, there's there's a lot of them out there um, that 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 you can mention. I mean, um, so all right. After favorite cue, I thought we'd talk about our favorite land or area. Uh, now, obviously, you go with land. You don't have a lot to choose from because there's not that many lands. Uh, not like there is, say, rides or restaurants. Um, but my favorite, I'll tell you, my favorite land when I was a kid was Tomorrowland. Um, and even though I hated Space Mountain, uh, yeah, I liked the Utopia and all that stuff over there. So, um, but as an adult, as uh, someone who's 
uh, I don't know, grown more appreciative of the older times, I guess. I really like walking into Frontierland. Uh, mm-hmm. Just something mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, the Old West, uh, you got the the music you can hear, which we'll talk about area music for our next topic. But just, I guess, kind of like with the Indiana Jones, the ambiance or or not Indiana Jones, but with your restaurant, you know, the blue, the blue, the bayou, just something about uh, the, the old West. Uh, and I know that the land's not that big. Um, no, it's not. So um, just something about walking in, you, you walking in and then you pass under, you know, the, the wooden fence and over to the right, you got your, uh, you can go shoot your guns on the left. You got the stores, um, you got the golden horseshoe, uh, then obviously that's where my favorite ride for this week is. Um, so yeah, I would go with Frontierland. Uh, although there's not a, there's not a land that I hate. Uh, I guess if I had to choose a land not to go in, it'd be Toontown, but, uh, but yeah, we'll go with Frontierland. What about you? Okay. Oh, I've gone back and forth on this one a lot. Um, but I think um, I'm going to go with Main Street USA. That was my number two. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's the first thing I think about when I think of Disneyland. Just walking into Main Street. You go under the train track, you know, the train station, and it just, it kind of opens up and. It's just, I don't know. You just as soon as you go underneath the train, you you're transported, and it's just like the plaque says. You know, here you leave today, and into the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and and fantasy. And it's so true um, because as soon as you cross that point, everything has changed. You no longer feel like you're in, you know, the middle of a crazy busy Southern California city. Um. And just the the atmosphere is just I don't know it's it it's when I think of Disneyland that is what I think of so it's it holds a special place in my heart. That's a good choice. Yeah, I like Main Street. Um, and then that'll kind of lead us to our next one, favorite area music, which I'm gonna go with the music on Main Street, uh, kind of for the same reasons that you like it as your favorite land. Uh, it it kind of sets the tone, I guess for for your trip, for your day, uh, whatever it may be. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's one of the things that I've, uh, if I, I'll go on YouTube and there's, uh, uh, you can look up, um, like the Q music or not Q music, but the area music from like the seventies and all that. And, uh, yeah, while I'm doing stuff on the computer, I'll have that playing in my headphones. Uh, close your eyes. Imagine that you're there kind of thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I love to do that. Yeah. So for the same reasons you said Main Main Street as your favorite area, I will go with that as my favorite uh, area music. Uh, and it kind of it'll I tell you kind of starts in the Esplanade too because uh, that that gets you ready. Uh, and then just yeah. like you said, when you, when you, when you go through the turnstiles and then you go under the train tracks and um, I spent, you know first thing in the morning, um, you know everybody's there. They're all all the most of the cast members are out with their Mickey hands on waving at you. Um, it just gets you ready for the day. So, but that's not to say that any other lands, all, all the lands have great, great, great music. Um, and they're all different, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with main or yeah, the main street area music as my favorite. 
Okay. Mine, and you kind of did a twofer there. I did. Um, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. So, I did kind of, yeah. Yeah, and so mine mine is the Esplanade. Okay. Um, because, I mean, no, no matter how you're entering the park, as a guest, I guess I'll say, uh, whether you're coming in from like the tram in downtown Disney or you're coming in from the 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 bus terminal or the walk-in entrance off a of harbor boulevard you hit the esplanade first and as soon as you hit the esplanade or as soon as you hit like coming off the buses and you're walking towards security to get into the esplanade or you're in downtown disney after you get off the tram you can you start to hear that music and that's it's just really cool because they haven't just limited the Disney feeling, the Disney experience to just inside the parks, like that middle ground, that common area, they're pumping music into there too. And for me, it's like, that's when I know I'm there. As soon as I start to hear one of those songs that they play in the Esplanade, I, I know I'm at Disneyland and it makes me happy. And there's a, like you said, there's a YouTube video and it's i don't know it's like an hour long a little over an hour long and it's like it's called like the disneyland area or the disneyland esplanade area music loop and whenever i'm doing something and i just want like background noise i'll put that on and it i mean that group of songs can literally turn my whole day around yeah sorry sorry i did the twofer yeah no i mean you're good i mean you just kind of stole my thunder that's all right that's right you gave some more depth to it so yeah 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 i i've listened to that loop on youtube also i mean you can if you google any of the you can probably adventureland loop uh, new orleans square loop um oh yeah they have all kinds of them it's crazy so just sit back and you can close your eyes and believe you're there or you know do uh do your homework or whatever you're doing and uh, just enjoy it. So, yeah. All right. We got two more left. Um, We're going to talk about our favorite all time fireworks. So um, I don't know if this one was tough for you, but it was not tough for me at all. Uh, Well, it, it was tough for me because I had to think a little bit harder about, trying to remember some of them. Okay. You know, before just like a few years ago, it's like, obviously I had seen them, but I don't know when you're younger, you don't really look at the show as a whole. Right. Like when I was younger, I just, I, I looked at the fireworks more than anything. Okay. Every now and then, you know, my mom would be like, Oh, Hey, you know, it's this song. You like this song. And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. You know, I, I guess I do. Right. Um, so I, it was harder for me. Cause I was like, okay. Like, Oh, I kind of remember this, but, I couldn't tell you what the name of that fireworks show was. So I, I had to kind of think about yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, as I was younger, I probably couldn't do this same thing. I don't think we, we, we would hear the fireworks going off uh, as we were riding rides. But like I said, our main goal to go was to ride the rides, you know, uh, yeah. not to watch the fireworks or unfortunately not to play in the arcades. Like I wanted to do, uh, it was there to ride the rides. Um, my my, they would say my dad would say you know he's paying enough money to go to Disneyland I can play arcades anytime so, uh, right. So my favorite fireworks show uh, was for the one they had for the 50th anniversary. Remember dreams come true. Uh, 
And that that's the first fireworks show that I can remember actually, you know, watching, listening to, and then wanting to go home and try to find it uh, and watch it again. And and I did have a video of it. There was this uh, Disneyland forum uh, that I used to be a part of, and one of the guys on there uh, filmed it in really good quality. So I found it and I saved it. Uh, it was like 17 minutes long was this video. It had a little bit of the beginning and then a little bit afterward, but um just just the 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 stuff that's in the show uh you know introduced by julie andrews and uh you know talking about uh you know disney and then uh when you wish upon a star which is probably my one of my favorite all-time songs um and then they would you know they had different different sections for each of the lands, you know, Main Street and Adventureland, New Orleans Square, Frontierland, et cetera, et cetera. And then they would have, you know, snippets from those rides uh, I thought was was just amazing. Um, and I got to see it quite a few times because during that 2005 time frame, we had just got back from England and that's when we had our, our – we got annual passes. So um, – we got to go quite a bit that year, no, more than we normally did. Uh, now, when I say quite a bit, you know, not quite a bit as a lot of people, but I think it was three or four times that I got to go, which at that time, uh, more than paid. I think when we went on our second trip, I think we had paid for the pass itself as far as, you know, the amount of times we needed to go. So, um, now, nowadays you have to go yeah, eight to 10 right, times. Right. Yeah. Now, to pay for now it's a little different, but back then I want to say it was like two times, you know, maybe three if I remember, but, uh, but it's, it's actually gone away and come back a, a few times. Um, I want to say it was originally there for like four years. Um, so it went all the way to, I think 2009 and then, uh, then it's come back various times. Uh, I didn't know it was back when I went on my last trip, but it was during the Christmas season. So they had the, uh, um, what's it called? Um, believe in holiday magic. Yeah, I think that's what it was called, which we, which we watched. It was, it was a great fire, fire, fire show, but I, I kind of wish I would have got to see, remember dreams come true again. So, and then if it ever goes away totally and never, ever comes back, you know, I've always got YouTube. So if you haven't seen that fireworks show, I encourage you YouTube it, uh, check it out. Uh, take, take 17 minutes of your day and, and, and enjoy. So, all right. What about you? Um, well, so like I said, this one was harder for me. Um, but the one, when I, when I go into the, the archives of my memory and I think about being in Disneyland and watching the fireworks, the, the one thing that always stuck out to me was Julie Andrews. Okay. So remember dreams come true is also my favorite fireworks. Yes. Yes. Um, I just, I really like that the, that, that beginning part of the show where Julie Andrews is talking, um, about Walt Disney and, and Disneyland. And, um, I just think it's really cool. I really like Julie Andrews. I like her and Mary Poppins. I kind of like how she kind of became like this. I don't know if she was like officially or, or unofficially, but she kind of became like this ambassador for Disneyland for a little while. And, um, she just, she has an interesting connection with, with Disney. Um, and 
it was just a really memorable part of this show. And like you said, just the, the other parts of the show with the, with the attractions and stuff that get brought into it. And I just, it's the one that I remember the most um, from being younger. And then when they've brought it back over the years also. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was um, 50th, a uh, Disney ambassador. Let me see. I, I knew I had it had somewhere. Um, I don't know if she was official or if she was just like a celebrity ambassador or something. I'll have to look it up later and maybe share it. But yeah, because nowadays their ambassadors right. are right. like younger people. Um, which I don't know. That could not necessarily be like they're aiming for that. That just could be the way it's worked out. And so she may have just been like a. Uh, Celebrity ambassador? I don't know. But yeah, here it says, like, you know, obviously the internet the is true, always so. It says, Julie Andrews was the ambassador extraordinaire for the always. Disneyland Resort's 50 years of magic celebration in 2005. So, and it has a picture of her posing uh, with, okay. uh, with uh, the horse at the carousel that was gold. Jingles, yeah. Uh, painted gold for Jingles. that. I remember they had a, like, every ride had, like, a gold... Uh, like, like ride vehicle. Yeah, and yeah, like I think uh I think the teacup and Dumbo, I think they were the ones that were you can pose and take pictures with it and et cetera. So Yeah, um, they had a gold pirate ship on Peter Pan. Right. There was gold everywhere. Was it just opening day attractions or I don't ooh, I don't remember. They didn't do a gold boat on Pirates of the Caribbean, did they? No, no, but I don't know how you would change that. So Yeah. Yeah. But, yep, that was a great, a great fireworks show. Uh, Which is also really cool, Julie Andrews, because, you know, the jingles now, I don't know if they did it before the 50th or if they did it after the 50th, after the gold horse. Now on, on jingles, the horse kind of like below its saddle or it has some sort of sash or something on it and it has like a little silhouette of um mary poppins on there and i think there's a j and an a on there for julie andrews uh, okay yeah i didn't know that off to next time we go i think when we went in november my daughter was able to get it we went later in the night and there wasn't a lot of people on it so yeah yeah all right so last category favorite all-time show or parade and the show i chose we actually got to see uh, when the wife and I went back for our anniversary because they had brought it back for a short time and we were excited because we hadn't seen it in a while. And that is the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. That is yeah, that the uh, the introduction to – I mean, the music is – I mean, uh, I don't want to quote it because I can't quote it verbatim, but, you know, the ladies and gentlemen – Etc. cetera. Uh, it just gets, uh, I don't know, makes you feel nice and warm inside, I guess. Uh, and we actually got to view it uh, at a different, you know, we used to, when we went a long time ago and it was, or when I went a long time ago, I was there, uh, we, we, we would always go to Main Street and watch it. But this time we actually went closer up toward It's a Small World, which I thought was even better. There wasn't as many people, so it didn't seem as crowded. It seemed like the like it was, you were closer to the action. Now I don't know if you really were, but, um, uh, yeah, it was. I, I was, I was glad that we got to go 
while it was on its uh on its uh i guess you would say second run at disneyland on its on its second farewell tour yeah second farewell tour now we did get to see it for a while um because it went over to california adventure uh yes for for a while so we did get to see it there uh before and then after that it left for walt disney world i believe yeah and it was at disney world for quite a quite while. while yeah so um Yep, that's that's my favorite parade. I don't know if they'll ever bring it back. Um, I mean, I don't. It's hard to say. I never thought they were going to bring it back after it went to Disney World, right? Um, and then they did. Because um, before it left to Disney World, they kind of advertised it as it was, it was going and never coming back. Yeah. And then it came back, and this time they, you know, they advertised it the same way. It's like it's it's farewell tour, see it while you still can type of stuff. Yeah. And, so who knows? I mean, it had quite a run. Um, I think they were just kind of paying respect to it, um, especially now um, that there's Paint the Night, which is my favorite parade. All right. Um, I think they'll run. I don't know when it's coming back. I'm surprised it hasn't come back yet. I don't think it's been shipped off anywhere else. Um, but um with paint the night now is it's definitely the 2.0 of the electrical parade and i love it um i that's another thing that i'll go to youtube and i'll pull up the soundtrack for the paint the night parade and i'll listen to that um and it's it's just really cool um the band owl city is in they they use one of their songs in the soundtrack for Paint the Night, which was really cool when I figured that out because the last time I had heard Owl City was when they had their kind of like their really big song. Uh, what was it? Like Fireflies or something. <laughs> yeah, that was a while um, ago. Forever ago, like when I was in middle school. And then I'm watching Paint the Night. And I'm like, wow, that's, the voice sounds really familiar. And I looked it up and it was Owl City. Um, and I think they used that same song in, in Wreck-It Ralph. The, the first Wreck-It Ralph movie, I think it was like the song that plays during the credits oh, or something. Oh, until, um, what's the song called? Uh, um, when can yeah, we do yeah. this again? Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, and so I really like that song. Um, but I just thought the, the Paint the Night Parade was just really cool. All the lights um, and everything. It just, it was the first parade that I saw where... It just it completely kind of took me away. I was really impressed the first yeah, that, time I saw it, and then when I saw it thereafter, that, that was also. probably the same the, with me for Main Street Electrical Parade. So see, seeing it as a kid, yeah. Uh, as far as I know, it's at Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, yeah, is it? I thought here. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, it says it opened October first, two thousand fourteen, and doesn't have a close date. So, um, it. it it would have opened before be right. the Disneyland one. So did Disneyland copy it? And then it ended its run here. Um, and then still is at Hong Kong Disneyland. I don't know. I don't know. have to do a little more research. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Because from what I know, they were specifically creating this for like the 60th. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I remember like promotional advertisement stuff, you know, they, 
you know, little TV spots or whatever, or things online where the Imagineers would talk about kind of the, what it took to kind of create this parade and all the different lights and, you know, the synchronization with the music and all of that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see why you're talking. Yeah. If I can, uh, if I can find it, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm on Hong Kong, Disneyland.com entertainment theme park, Disney paint the night parade performance, 8 30 PM. So, yeah. Interesting. So you can still see it. You just got to go to Hong Kong. Well, maybe. I mean, I have been go. to Japan for, and gone to the Disney <laughs> Park in Japan. So maybe I'll just have to get on another plane yeah, and go to Hong yeah. Kong. Complete your uh, your Disney land around the world bucket list. I really want to. I mean, I really want to go to the one in Paris. And I'm really jealous that you've been there. And I but, wasn't invited. That also really hurts. <laughs> you were young. But, well, how old were you? Because something just I, yeah. Well, well, I would have been nine years ago. Uh, a few months older yeah. than your yeah, oldest son. It just popped up on my Facebook uh, uh, timeline or whatever that I had posted pictures nine years ago. Yeah, wasn't that, that earlier this week? I think I saw those. Yeah, yeah. And then it was uh, I I had posted them when I got back from uh, the uh, the park because back then I didn't really. Uh, I don't think I was even – no, I had Facebook obviously because I posted them on Facebook. But yeah, uh, I didn't have a phone, like a smartphone that would – you know, I could play on all day while I was there. So I, I took those pictures with an actual camera. Right. And, and then, then when we got home, I uploaded them onto Facebook. So Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so what you said that was nine years ago? Yeah, it was, two, it was March of 2010. 2010 i yeah, graduated beginning so, yeah that was when i was in eighth grade okay <laughs> um because i remember um you going on that trip one being really jealous but grandma my grandma um right sent me she bought me a, a hoodie from disneyland paris okay and sent it to me after after you guys all got back and uh it was like my favorite hoodie um <laughs> And I wore it everywhere. And yeah. I remember in eighth grade, I had this like, like, I don't know, professional communications class or something. And we had to do a bunch of different speeches in that class. And one of them was kind of like a show and tell, but you know, you had to like memorize what you were going to say. And I decided to do my show and tell on um, my hoodies. I, cause like I had a bunch of hoodies and a lot of them were Disney themed. Okay. And I, the teacher that taught that class, um, to this day is still my favorite teacher. And she was a really big Disney fan. Um, and she actually has a daughter that works in Disney world. And so I was like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I, I was trying to play teacher's pet. Right. So I was like, oh, I'm trying to get a my, good grade. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to bring in my, my Disney hoodies. Cause I know she's a, she's a Disney fan. And, um, but I remember that specifically was in eighth grade. So, I mean, I yeah. wasn't that young, but uh, I guess that eighth grade was a while ago. So, yeah, it, it would be, uh, obviously I want to go to, you know, all the, you know, you, I, I'd never been to Tokyo or Hong Kong or, you know, any, any of the ones out there. Uh, but I would love to go to Disneyland Paris again. Uh, but I would choose later in the year, summertime <laughs> over the time we went, cause it was cold. Yeah. But um, there's less people there when it's cold. That's true. That's true. Um, but even, I've I've known people on 
that I'm Facebook friends with that have gone to Disneyland Paris during times that we think would be busy. And it's, and it's not, uh, yeah. nothing like, nothing like Disneyland in California. So, right. Um, but yeah, so that's our, that's our favorite list, our favorite snack, restaurant, ride, ride queue, uh, land or area, uh, area music, fireworks show and show parade. Uh, we would love to hear if anybody wants to share what theirs are and then we can, uh, we can read them on a, on a future episode. Uh, we would love to hear what yours are and you don't have to list them all if you don't want, if you just want to send in one, or if you want to send in a totally different category, feel free. Uh, just shoot us an email at, uh, talking Disney podcast at gmail.com. And we will, uh, we will share those in the future. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about Cody? Um, I also just wanted to just also wanted to encourage our listeners to send us in an email. Uh, we do enjoy getting them. Um, and if you want us to, you know, if you don't want us to read your email over the, the next recording of the podcast, just, you know, put that in there, but we will, we will still read them and talk about it uh, amongst ourselves while we're not recording. Um, but, we do like to get the emails in and, and read them uh, during our recording sessions. And, you know, it also just helps us know that people are listening, people are interested and people are enjoying what we're doing. It's a nice uh, form of feedback for us. Uh, so I encourage if you sent in an email last time, we really appreciate for you to send in another email this time. And then, uh, for any new people that have started listening to us, uh, welcome. And if you didn't get a chance to send in an email the last time we asked for listener emails, we invite you to do so this time uh, because we really enjoy it and we would appreciate that. Yes, definitely. Let us know you're out there listening. Uh, even if it's a quick, hey, what's up, guys? You don't have to read this on your next show. I just wanted to say hi. Um, yeah, and, you know, it. If you want to send us your favorites uh, for Disney parks or you want to add in an, another category or if you just want to say hello, uh, ask us questions about our our lives um, as far as it pertains to Disney uh, or Disney parks, um, we will gladly answer those on the podcast as well. So we would really like to interact with you guys. So email is the best way to do that. So send us an email. Yeah, give us ideas for future shows. We're always looking for those. So if you want to follow us or if you haven't followed us yet on uh, social media, you can find us on Facebook uh, at uh, Talking Disney Podcast. And then on Twitter, uh, you can look for us at Talking Disney. And it looks like that's all we got for this week. Uh, Unless you got something else, Cody. Um, Just a reminder to... Tell your friends about us if you know anyone that likes Disney and you think would like us, let them know. We are trying to continue to grow our podcast family and every spread of the word helps. So just keep that in mind. All right. Well, then until next time, uh, have a great week and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell. Uh, Mickey? Uh Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, (laughs) Goofy? Oh, now Now it's time time to say goodnight. 
to all our company. See you real soon. It's always Mickey Mouse. K E Y. Why? Because we like you. M O U S E. Careful getting home. <laughs> and this is Cody on Smooth 102. <laughs>